This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jeremy Wolf. Hello, hello, and welcome everyone to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wolf, and today I'm joined by Bernie Pelsmajor. Bernie is with the School of Rock, and I must say the School of Rock right here uh, is probably a stone's throw away from where I live in Cooper City or right down the road from us, and I'm excited to get into this today to learn more about your great business. So Bernie, please tell us a little bit about, well, first off, thanks for coming on the show. Um, thanks for it having is, me. It is post-Halloween, so um, I'm a little hazy from uh, over overtake of candy and uh, staying up late with the kids last night. So tell us a little bit about the School of Rock, because I know when I hear School of Rock, my the first place my mind goes is to the Jack Black movie, School of Rock. Right. And, um, so tell us a little bit about your business and how it got started. Sure. So the School of Rock um, got started in the late 90s in Philadelphia by a guy named Paul Green. Um, and it was called the Paul Green School of Rock. And it did start like in a loft with him teaching students how to play music and then performing and then putting on shows and uh rock venues um at some point the two things happened at the same time uh the school of rock movie came out and guitar hero the video game became this giant zeitgeist um and so the interest for the school quickly grew and they started franchising and started developing more schools at some point in the late 2000s paul green decided he didn't want to be part of the franchise expansion anymore and he and School of Rock decided to part ways. So that's when the branding changed to just School of Rock. Um, so that was probably around 2009, 2010. So since then, we've been, we got involved in 2007, 2008. So with our first school in Coral Springs. And since then, we've opened four schools here in Broward County um, and helped open a fifth school in North Miami. So we've been doing this for the past 15 years, and we've grown from one school with 17 kids in it for the first show doing Pink Floyd's The Wall to four schools with 800 students and producing over 50 hours worth of music for kids and adults, like shows where they perform in December. So it's a... Uh, the upcoming in December. So it's grown into be this giant thing. And the School of Rock franchise has grown as well. The whole company has grown to, we've just hit 350 units in 14 different countries. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Very, very cool. So I'm assuming, and maybe I could be wrong, that prior to entering this venture, you did have a background in music? I did. I have an extensive background in music. I started playing piano when I was four. And since then, I've always been involved with music growing up, and I was a typical band kid, but I studied a lot of music outside of uh, school as well. Um, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, so uh, I went to college to study jazz at Oberlin Conservatory and then lived in New York for a number of years just playing music, playing every kind of music you could possibly think of, from Latin jazz on the Lower East Side to Afrobeats to you know reggae and queens to like i mean you know funk and r&b was a lot of my bread and butter and doing tours and doing recordings and things like that um 
And yeah, eventually I came down here. I've always loved teaching and I didn't do a lot of it when I was in New York. So when I moved down to Florida, uh, School of Rock was just opening and I was like, oh, this could be something that's interesting. And I've been involved ever since. So piano is your main instrument? Piano is one of my instruments. I play 17 different instruments. Only uh, 17? Yes, only 17, because I don't do strings like uh, violins. I know I wasn't supposed to take that question seriously, <laughs> um, but I don't. I don't play like strings like violins, and I don't really play brass like trumpet and uh, tuba and trombone and that kind of stuff, but I play all the woodwinds. Uh, I mean, my main instruments were saxophone and piano um, when I did most of my touring and work in New York, but these days I do most of my gigs when I play around town. I play either drums or bass, and occasionally I still keep my hand in playing like jazz funk gigs on keyboards and piano. Very cool, man. So it must be wonderful to be in a business that you're, you've had a passion for since childhood, and now to teach and watch young students experience all the joy that music has to offer. That must be very rewarding for you. It is. I am. Um... I remember in the early 2000s, the backlash from the No Child Left Behind concept that came around was huge for arts programs in schools in that it decimated them. I mean, it just absolutely wrecked them because schools were being judged solely on their scores based on, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic. And because of that, a lot of schools, a lot of opportunities that students used to have would get taken away because they needed to double up on English so they could get, get good English grades, so they could get good funding for the school. And um, so School of Rock has really filled that gap in a lot of ways where it's intended to be music for everybody. Like you think about band that used to be in school, like the first flute player or the first clarinetist would be battling the second clarinetist in band. And one of they might be thinking about going to music conservatory and pursuing it in some way. And the 12 clarinetists would be like, after three months, take their clarinet out of the case, the reed is still on, they go, <laughs> and it, you know, it makes a noise, and they're like, okay, we're good to go. But those two students got the exact same kind of education. They got the exact same level of education. And that's what School of Rock is. We have students who are, we've have become professional musicians. We have students who play music as, you know, pro-ams for the, the rest of their lives. And we have students who just had music in their life so they learned all the life lessons that comes with the study of arts but and they learned about the beatles something they didn't know about before yeah there's i think a lot of the public education system has it wrong there is so much value to be had in the arts in expression getting out of your comfort zone putting yourself in uh in situations where you're vulnerable and, and truly expressing yourself uh, so many people have an issue doing that, myself included. I, I played the I played the guitar since high school, and I don't sing very well, but I, I enjoy singing when I try. But I still feel wildly uncomfortable after all this time getting in front of an audience and and just let my guard down and truly expressing myself. Sure. Uh, that's that's really when greatness comes out is when you drop your expectations of what others think and you truly just let it go and. It's good stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, that that it definitely speaks to what our program is supposed to do. Like, you have to think about it. Think about it in the same ways that we think about sports programs, right? You're teaching short-term goals. A student gets a lesson. Next week, they have a lesson. They have an expectation for learning, so they need to practice. Because we're School of Rock is a performance-based school. Most of the students come to School of Rock and get a lesson, 
and they're working with a group towards a performance, even from being a very, from being a non-playing beginner. And the idea is that being on stage and being in front of people conquers a lot of those things that you have fears or you have hesitation and you learn from that. So getting on stage in front of people for the first time is very scary, but our young kids in the rock 101 program, you know, hacking through TNT and Tutti Frutti and like those kind of songs, like it's, first of all, it's great. And it's ballerinas twirling in every direction and that's okay because they're still on stage. So they have to, you know, they stand in one place and they play and they, they and they get up and they're fine. But as they grow and as they continue to do it, they get more comfortable. So think about these, how that develops children outside of School of Rock. Like a student has to do a presentation in class. They're constantly behind a computer. Mm -hmm. They don't have real world experience being in front of people. Their comfort level goes down. And that doesn't prepare them for a future where they want to be successful to be in front of people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, helps in so many different faculties in life, uh, from public speaking to uh, just expressing your ideas. Uh, for without without fear of what other think others think about it it's so sure and 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 i have to i have to jump in like the 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 thing about school of rock is is we're we're focused on lauding a student for doing well we're talking about not self-esteem but we're talking about esteem and it's gradiated because a lot of people thinking about esteem as this hard thing but you have to think like a a seven-year-old who plays their pentatonic scale for the first time and gets it done. It's like Christmas and their bar mitzvah all wrapped in one, right? And then, but you have a student who's working on a, a 15-year-old who's played guitar for six years and is working on a Jimi Hendrix solo. You're like, yeah, that's good. But you, you know, you missed these couple notes. You can get it together. When they get it together, they feel that sense of accomplishment that they've earned. They did the work. They earned the, the reward. And then they do it in front of people and getting lauded for doing something well. Like we're not praising people just for existing. And we definitely don't talk about talent. Talent is the worst. Like you think about talent, talent makes you not work. Makes you Working lazy. at something is how you get better at Talent always ends. There's always a point where talent isn't going to carry you anymore. So learning how to work and learning how to get through that, that's, I mean, that's a life lesson that music or not, anybody can take with them. Indeed. Hard work will always triumph over just talent. If you look at the if you look at the best performing athletes or musician anybody in any trade, they yeah sure they're wonderfully talented, but they also work harder than everybody else, and they wouldn't be where they're at today without the effort and the work that they put into it. So I'm curious. I want to get a little bit of your feedback. What would you say to somebody like me? Again, been playing the guitar now for thirty five. I don't thirty no twenty twenty five years. I guess I don't know. However, it's been a long time. And I never studied music and I have a pretty good level of technical ability, but when it comes to sitting down and playing with other musicians, I don't, I don't know what key I'm in. I don't know what chord to play. So you could play a chord progression. I don't know what notes go over it. So uh, it's very uncomfortable for me. And I was starting to look into the cage system a little bit to try to, is that a good place to start for me or have any recommendations on how I could bridge that gap? Because I feel like if I could fill that missing piece, I could be really good at this. And it's just, that's, that feels right. like the missing piece. I, so it's interesting you say you haven't studied music because you've studied music. You play music. Music okay. is played with a physical instrument that you play music and music is created and you play with your ears. So you have studied music. So let's, true. let's rather than diminishing that or thinking that that's somehow unimportant, let's uh, use that as a springboard for the other things that you could learn. Yes, the cage system is a guitar specific way of studying like how notes work with each other. 
and it is a great place for people to learn. But the first place to learn is just simply learning where your notes are on your fretboard and learning like the, the scales that go along with the chords. So you know that you're playing an A minor, you should be working these kind of notes because that scale, scales and chords work together. Like they're not these things that are just in space that you're supposed to learn. And again, not to not to bring the school of rock back into the conversation, but that's it's very much like a applied theory sort of thing. Like when we teach a, when we teach a student, we want them to learn. Like a beginner student would learn, "I love rock and roll," right? Uh, and they learn this riff, and they're like, "Okay, you learn this riff." And we're teaching notes. That's you know, E E D B A G, right? Okay, so you learn this riff. Okay, cool. Now you learn it. Those notes are called your pentatonic scale. Now you have a context that you learned to scale in. Now you know how to apply a scale in the future. Do you understand? That's why now you understand why we learn how to practice a scale. So learning the technicality of practicing your scales is important, but learning how to apply them when you're soloing is also important. So that's we would definitely start with like talking about how this stuff works together. Because at the end of the day, you don't need to know what an imperfect plagal cadence is or something like that. But you need to know that when you go we're done that your brain automatically filled in all the other notes of that because we have music all around us and that's the five chord to the one chord which is derived from a major scale you see what i'm saying like that's that's how that's the way we start with understanding how it's applied is how you truly understand something very interesting i i might have to come over to your uh to School of Rock to, to get some lessons as well. I actually learned something new the other day. I was at my son's friend's birthday party and I was speaking with one of the fathers. We were talking about how we both play play the guitar and, and he mentioned that he has attended the School of Rock. I didn't realize it was also for adults and uh, and he got some 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 good things out of that. And he said that they, they practiced there and actually went out and played gigs or played at bars with the group, which is pretty cool. That's correct. Rock shows at rock places taught by musicians who are actual musicians is part of the pillars of School of Rock. So we don't hire teachers. We hire musicians who teach. And that's a big deal. But yeah, we have a very robust adult program. Uh, I think percentage wise larger in our Florida schools, our Broward schools than maybe in other School of Rocks, which because it really speaks to like how we cater to adults. I mean, you're an adult, you have kids and a job, right? You don't have time to grind out two hours a day. Or if you're like, I don't, like if a 13 year old is going to tell me, I don't like the doors, I'm like, go, I'm like, shut up and go do a door show. Like, this is cool. Like, go do the door. If an adult is like, hey, I really dig Clapton and I don't really like metal, we go, yeah, okay. Cause you're an adult. Like, that's fine. Like, there's still stuff you can learn. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but yeah, they do shows. It's a safe space for people to learn. Like, an adult going to a, a, a jam session. Like you learn a song and you go to the jam session. Like, okay, I want to play this song with the professionals. And for anyone who's just listening, those are large quotation marks. And so for, for you to be like, okay, so I learned this song. I want to play Sweet Home Alabama. And all the professionals are like, oh, like they're, like they're, like they're, they're 13, like again, 13 year olds being like, oh, I have to clean my room. You have to play Sweet Home Alabama. Like, Shut up. Who cares? The guy learned a song. Let's play a song. That's Celebrated. What we are. That's yeah. what we are there for. So you have a space where you can perform and learn and grow and grow at your own pace. Like if you're like, I don't know how to play and I'm just learning, there's still a space for you. You might not take all the solos, but you can still play along with other people, which teaches you something how to play music. 
you can't play basketball by only shooting free throws, right? You've got to play with other people. Music is the same thing. Even if you're just learning, you should play with other people so you can learn how it all works together. How can we learn more uh, for anybody out there that has kids that's interested in your programs or anybody like me that, that is you know, looking to hone their craft? How could we reach you? Please share your address, website, contact information. Well, we have too many addresses to list here now. But try we try just the one in uh, in Davie because this is Cooper City. Davie, we're on the road in Davie. It's called the School of Rock West Broward. Uh, and you can find us at westbroward.schoolofrock.com. And that's a way that you can sign up for, see what all the programs we do and sign up for a free demo. So you can try it out. And again, it's all ages and all levels. So if you have a lot of experience, we still have teachers who can shred and teach you something. And if you're just starting out and you're 58, like, let's go, let's do this. And if you're six, we have programs for you. Like that's, it's music is supposed to be for everybody. And that's what we're here for. Bernie, love what you're doing, brother. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's our pleasure. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in and we will catch you next time everyone have a wonderful day thanks for listening to the good neighbor podcast cooper city to nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show go to gnpcoopercity.com that's gnpcoopercity.com or call 954-231-3170